It's time to rock your midlife with Dr. Ellen Albertson. Are you ready to get real, break through, and learn how to make your midlife the best time of your life? Take on those life challenges and turn them into opportunities? Let's rock. Here's Dr. Ellen. Hey, everybody. Dr. Ellen here, the Midlife Whisperer. Welcome. If you are a returning listener, I am so grateful for your presence here today. And if it's your first time listening to the show, thank you. And I hope that you will listen to many more. We have listeners all over the planet, Japan, New Zealand, Amsterdam, China, Ukraine, Russia, and we just keep adding more. So it's such a thrill for me to share every week here. And I have been getting such great feedback. If you're liking the show, I would love to hear what you think. Leave me a review. Let me know the kind of guests you'd like to hear. And I will be sure to include your feedback. And today we got a rocking show. We are talking about finding your superpowers and connecting with your spirit. And I think this is one of the most powerful things to do at any point in your life, but particularly at midlife where we kind of let go of who we think we're supposed to be and we embrace who we are. And I know this has been the story in my life of kind of inching my way out of the spiritual closet. I am a tarot oracle carrying crystal toting woman. I've got my, you know, octopus right brain, more degrees than a thermometer, but I also have a really strong woo. I'm a Reiki master. I love doing those things. So we're going to delve into that today. We've got two beautiful guests. We're going to be talking with Shannon Grissom and she has created, get this, a sock monkey oracle deck, which is so cool and so fun. I have like 30 tarot and oracle decks and this has definitely made it to the top of my pile. You're going to love listening to her and how she's transformed her life. And then we're going to be talking with a real psychic rock star. She is Catherine Branham and she is the best-selling author of How I Found My Superpowers, an introduction to the spirit world. And she is also known as the self-help slut. We'll get into that. And she's got a whole workbook series, which is going to um, help you to really rock your midlife and connect with your spirit. And I think we're all giggling here because we were talking about off the air about, you know, we think about spirituality and we think about it as being so incredibly serious. But you know what? Spirit's got a sense of humor. And I find this in the more and more that I connect with my spirit, with my my guides, that uh, not only are they there, and right now, yes, as you are listening to this, whether it's in your car or your home, whatever you're doing, your guides are right there. They're like right on your shoulder in all kinds of shapes and forms in a way that really resonates with you. And we'll be talking more about connecting with that and really talking a lot about how to get unstuck, because let's face it, midlife can be a very sticky time. And there are many reasons why women feel stuck and kind of lost at midlife. And I wanted to kind of name the top 10 before we bring our guests on. First of all, we are people pleasers. Anyone else out there got the disease to please? And then we put everybody else first and we run ourselves ragged trying to please others. And we wonder why we don't please ourselves and we don't like our own life. You've got to put yourself first. It's not selfish. It is self-preservation. So that's number one. We are people pleasers. I would say 99% of my clients uh, are in that group. The other thing, next thing is we've stopped listening to our intuition. So I know that was my situation. Not only was I a people pleaser, but 
my my intellectual brain ran the ship and I stopped listening to my intuition. And it has taken me years to find that. And I have a couple of other good episodes that you can listen to to learn more about how to connect with your intuition. We're too busy, right? We're so busy that we don't even bother to think about like, who do I want to be when I grow up? What's my passion and purpose? So we need to kind of slow down and figure out what do I love? What lights me up? What am I here to do? And then we're also so distracted. We carry these ginormous hefty computers they are not huge in size, but we've got our cell phones that we're checking all the time. And so we're really distracted and we're kind of overloaded with all this information. Again, if you want to connect with your spirit, you got to get quiet. You got to put that cell phone away and go for a long walk and listen to what your soul has to say. We haven't found and harnessed our superpowers. We haven't taken the time. And today's show is really going to help you harness your superpowers, figure out what's my genius. What do I love to do? What am I awesome at? What was I put here on the planet to do and create? And we've forgotten how to love ourselves. That's a toughie because when you don't love yourself, you don't, you know, you attract what is going to actually not be great for you. And, and conversely, when you love yourself, you attract what's awesome for you and you stop doing those things that insult your soul. When you love yourself, you connect and get to know yourself on a deeper level and things start to flow. And we don't take the time to connect with our soul. That's number seven. And this is an interesting one. Bad diets. I've been a dietitian for almost 30 years. If your body feels like crap because you're eating crap, you're not getting enough sleep, you're stressed out, you're going through hormonal changes, if you don't feel good, your body is part of that soul connection. It's like the, you know, the antenna that connects you with your soul. Body is is a piece of this. We are, you know, embodied beings and emotions are felt experiences. We live in bodies. If you don't take care of your body, it's really hard to get unstuck and find your superpowers and connect with your spirit. Another thing is we engage in so much social comparison. Can we just stop with the comparing ourselves to other people? I think it's so powerful to just be the newest you. Stop comparing yourself to other women. Those people that you see on Instagram and Facebook, so often, you know, they're struggling, they're suffering, but on the Instagram, they're like, look at me, I'm so perfect, I'm so great, right? You know, the ones, but really we're all struggling and it's so important to be your damn self. And the final one is we are afraid of failure and success and how bright we can shine. There's that great Miriam Williamson quote that says, you know what, we're not scared of how, um, we're scared of how powerful we are. And that's what keeps us from shining. So we got to like, let that fear go, really delve into love, into wisdom, into being the USDU. And so now we're going to really delve into what you can do to find your superpower and connect with your spirit. You may want to grab a piece of paper because I know there's going to be amazing gems from our guest today. So let me introduce Sharon Grissom. She didn't discover painting until she was 33. But once she discovered this hidden passion, she was hooked and driven. By 1999, she was able to leave her day job, yay, and began to create art as a full-time business. At 46, Shannon self-published her children's book, 
monkey made of sockies, along with a line of licensed merchandise, including a coloring book and a popular made of sockies, get this, golf club head covers. I'm going to have to get that for my man because that's just too funny. Um, that have been carried on tour by several LPGA pros. And I have here, if you're watching this on YouTube, I have our incredible sock monkey Oracle deck. And I'm going to pick a card now for today. What do we got here? Oh, nostalgia, which is great because my kids had sock monkeys, right? How many of us knew sock monkeys? So welcome to the show, Shannon. I am so grateful for you for being here today and for creating this wonderful, playful deck. Thanks for having me, Dr. Allen. You're welcome. Well, I want to know, first of all, how did you find your passion in art? Ah, well, I was, I was in my, I, I paint, I'll have to back up. I painted a little bit in, in uh, high school but I really didn't do anything with it. And then I went to college, started a family. And then I was in my mid thirties and a very stressful job, uh, really stressed out, hating life. And I, I there's gotta be something different. So I took this adult ed painting class and I wasn't very good. I mean, here you talk about comparing yourself with everybody. All the other women had these just fantastic things. And mine <laughs> was really bad, but I was hooked. I'm like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to do. So I, I said, you know, that's it. I'm going to become a full-time artist. And this that takes a lot of uh, huevos because it really wasn't looking too good. But I, you know what? But I knew that's what I was supposed to do. So I started getting up at, and my jobs were always very stressful, very fast paced. So I started getting up at three in the morning before work because after work, I was too fried. I had nothing left. So I'd get up at three, I'd paint every morning. And it took me about five years of this routine. And I was able to work my way down the ladder and make the transition. So I, I was determined. It's just, you know, I needed to switch and it was the best thing. You know, the ride has been up and down and all over the place over the years, but I wouldn't trade it for anything. Yeah, that's beautiful. I want to pick up on a couple things. I think the first thing, and I was listening to one of my favorite channelers, Lee Harris, and he was really talking about how when you sort of like, for me, I knew when I was five that I wanted to be a writer. I had no idea, like, what do you know in kindergarten? But like you, you have this previous life experience where all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, how do I know how to play the piano? How do I know how to paint or have this desire? Like, how do I know how to write and do this thing? But we bring in all of these things. So if you're listening and you're like, you know, I've always had this desire to do this or this spark of something that I'm naturally good at, that is a hint. And then the other piece is like, I think having the courage to go for it, but also, and I always tell this to my clients that I'm working with, don't quit your day job because it puts so much pressure on you to like all of a sudden this thing that you love and that you want to develop becomes what you have to do to feed yourself and pay the rent. So keep your day job. So awesome things. So let's talk a little bit about um, the Sock Monkey Oracle deck because I know you have a fantastic story around that. Um, it's a very unique, fun product. Christmas isn't too far away, I would say. I know a couple of <laughs> people on my list who are getting them. What was the inspiration behind this incredible deck and line of products? Well, this was... Um... Oddly enough, it was my, I didn't have a sock monkey growing up, but when, after my mom passed, I was in, I was only 35 when she passed, we were cleaning out the house and my dad was moving 
And I found this sock monkey in the cedar chest and I just fell in love with this sock monkey. And I thought, wow, this is just really cool. So I talked to my sisters and I took the chest and it home with me and it sat there for a couple of years. And then there was this painting competition. Long story about the competition, but I added that I decided to make the painting a tribute to my mom. So I had, she was a music major with this great sense of humor. So I had the sock monkey and a kazoo and I painted this painting and I was like, oh my God, this is so much fun. And that's the other thing. You talk about things being too serious. Most serious painters would paint more traditional subjects, but I I was compelled. So anyway, I, I started painting this and it's, um, it's like when you play basketball and you flick your wrist and you know it's going in and it was like, I'm supposed to do this. So I kept painting and painting. And during that, I was able to, transmute the grief into, into joy. And, and uh, so I, I just kept painting and I always had an, or this is 20 years ago. I always had an Oracle card deck in mind, but, um, and, but it's interesting that life took a bunch of different turns before I ended up getting to the Oracle card deck. So during COVID I had two one woman shows. They were hung, ready to go completely shut down. My work's hanging there. Nobody can see my work. And I thought, okay, talk about listening to your guys. This is a sign I'm supposed to be doing something else. Okay. One time. Yeah, it's a fluke Two, That's a major course correction from the universe. So I'm like, what am I supposed to be doing that? I've always talked about doing what's on my, I have a me and my big ideas list. And, um, and that was at the top. And I'm like, I'm going to get this done. Well, as soon as I made the decision, woof, you know, I did the graphic design, the text, of course, there was a lot of editing later, but the text for the book came out within about a month and it, and it just flowed after mm -hmm. that. So it was amazing how this, you know, it's been a long, long, strange trip. <laughs> yeah. And a wonderful one because the results are incredible. And a couple of things that you, that you said that I want to pick up on. I love that you said you transform your grief into joy. And yeah. I think if you're listening, something that's so important is you have, whether it's something, um, that you're grieving and you're upset about channeling it into some kind of art, some kind of yeah. creative pursuit. Don't stuff your feelings, utilize those. And it's so, so incredible when we give ourselves permission to experience grief, to process it, we extend the, the, the other side, right? So when yeah. the, the deeper we can feel, you know, grief and the love you had for your mom and the loss, the more joy we experience. And then this other idea of like, you got to get started. I love when I'm working with women and we start and it's like, okay, well, try this and try that. And then doors will start to open. Opportunities yes. will show up. The universe will drive, but you got to put your foot on the frigging gas. <laughs> Yeah. And then this, and then you turn out, I guess, I mean, these are just so fun. So how will the Oracle deck help readers and listeners for people who are new to Oracle text, which is another great tool to use. If you're starting to want to listen into your own um, spirit, your own tone into your psychic abilities, there's nothing like picking a card and noticing what you pick up on the card um, and then also even reading the guide. So how do people actually use your deck and Oracle decks in general? Well, there's uh, several ways you can use the deck. My favorite is, and, and especially if you're just starting out, just um, hold the card deck up to your heart and ask, what, what do I need to hear today? So use it, for, use it as a tool for self-reflection. What message do I need to hear? So then you pull a card 
and you look at the artwork and what is the artwork saying to you? So it's more than just the text. You, you know, you look at that and what is that? You really kind of tune into that and then, and then read the text and sure enough, something's going to resonate with you. And, and then that's a tipping point or, or a stopping point to, or starting point for you to be able to, to tune in deeper. I do have traditional spreads. I have three or four different spreads in there that you can try. But I think if you're just getting started, pulling one card and let it speak to you is, a, is the perfect way to go. Yeah, that's awesome. And I, I love the deck too in the book because you also have affirmations. Yes. Okay. So, so each, each card is structured. So you have the main message, which is a few paragraphs, and then there are symbolic frolics. And that's because <coughs> sock monkeys like to play and the whole, I wanted this this deck to just embody joy, to feel like you got message. Not only did you get a message, but you got a hug. And so the symbolic frolics are going to be that, you know, you have the main message, which is a few paragraphs, but if you're just in get or done mode, you just want to know a quick answer. It's going to, it's a three or four word thing. That's going to really cut to the bottom line of the message. And then at the end, there are affirmations and it's not just a traditional affirmation where I am this and I am that. I also added the word love because I found if I just say I am divinely guided, that makes me feel good. But if I add the word, I love that I'm divinely guided, I buy into it more. I feel it more. I really can work with it. So each affirmation has the word love in it to really turbocharge the effect. And that gives you something to think about or have float through your consciousness through the day. That's amazing. First, because there is that love piece, right? The love piece and the fun piece are going to raise your energetic vibration yes. alone. So simply, you know, getting the deck, playing with the deck, picking some cards, letting go of any kind of like judgments or fears, just having fun. It's a great deck to get started. It's also, I think it's a great deck to give to your kids. I know I'm gonna give give yes. it to my, my daughter. I know is gonna absolutely love it. So what does sock monkeys actually signify in your own life? And I guess, what are some of the, the characters that people will find in the deck? Well, for me, they signify play and joy. And I, I know that I've been guilty over the years of, uh, I do have a, a right brain, left brain, but I'm very organized and I can be very linear. On the other hand, so I've, I've got this half of me that's that way and the other half that's like woo, way out there. And so, but I, I think I grew up thinking that, it, and it, I can only blame myself for this, that it wasn't okay to be as silly as I am or as um, woo-woo as I am or any of that. And I, what I think the sock monkeys embody is they give each person, no matter what type of personality you have, permission to be yourself, to just laugh about things. And, and it calls my stuff. It's funny because I was being judgy about something and I pulled up this card and it was uh, basically telling me to lighten up. And I love that my own deck <laughs> told me to lighten up. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> That's powerful. And I wonder why, you know, because I, I had the same thing growing up. There was always this like, shh, be quiet, you know, like be, I was the good little girl. Mm -hmm. I was the youngest of three. And I was always wanting to be like perfect and good. And I know what happens is we actually 
develop parts of ourselves to keep us safe. But I'm wondering why, and I think we're probably around the same age, like why we grew up in these households where there wasn't a lot of fun being had. Like as a kid, you're supposed to have fun. But I think a lot of us who grew up in the sort of 60s and 70s were sort of taught like children to be seen, not heard and be good and stay quiet. And I wonder if you have any thoughts about that and, you know, how you broke free. Well, I do. It's funny because in our house, there there were two ways of being. In the house, incredibly joyful, silly even though my mom was an educator teacher she she was funny and the whole so everything was giggly fun it, it was a it was a happy thing however there is the what will the neighbors think component and so so at home joyful living doing silly things but don't let anybody else see that you're doing that so that's the kind of thing yeah yeah, and midlife is the time to break out of that. I know yeah. I'm I'm so blessed yeah. because um, my man now and both of us were so silly. We just like we have like a tandem bike that we ride and a tandem kayak and we paddleboard and we joke and we laugh and we dance like crazy and we have so much fun. I think it's really the time to to get to know your inner child. So I'm curious, what do you consider your superpower? My superpower is my determination and perseverance. And, and really the fact that I, that I finally, well, right now, the fact that I actually, and you know, I, I did grow up being people pleaser, doing all that. And now I actually put myself first and, and how that's a superpower. So the first thing I do in the morning is I tune into my guides and I meditate. Even I used to paint first, but now I, now I actually tune in first and then paint. But anyway, because I'm, putting myself first, that develops everything else I'm doing. That structures everything else I'm doing. And so so everything else I'm doing is coming from like the highest frequency it can because I did that. I noticed a big difference between before I did that and after. And, you know, you talked about, you know, numbing yourself with food and how, uh, you know, what you, what you put in your body. And I realized during COVID, I wasn't, I wasn't drinking extra, but I was eating things that gave me brain fog. And so I had made myself get off of that and, you know, and go, go back in, didn't want to feel. So, um, so I think putting myself first and really tuning in and really checking in with myself is a superpower because then it amplifies everything. Yeah, that's that is a a great suggestion. I do the same thing when I wake up in the morning. I do this thing called the the five Tibetans to kind of get my body rolling and keep my longevity going. And then I do I sit down and I meditate. And something I've been doing a lot lately is, um, I'm I, I write. So I'm writing like two three pages in the morning, and often just even like try hearing from my soul, just asking what does my soul want me to know today. <laughs> you feel a little silly at first, but you know what. It actually, your soul actually starts to speak. If yes. you, and one of your cards is just, yeah, as you ask for help. If you're like, hey, soul, I need help yeah. today. What do you need? What do you, what do you want to tell me? If you don't spend the time to tune in, your soul and your guides aren't going to say, aren't going to say anything. Yes. Are you doing morning pages? Do you do morning pages? I have been doing Julia Cameron's um, The Artist's Way. I sort of yeah. started it. I took some time off over the summer and I'm crying, trying to do that two, three pages. I find that's a huge way to amplify your creativity. Yeah. You know, when I do that, I find my writing is so much better. And you, and sometimes you, you write a lot of gobbledygook and you work things out. Then when you actually sit down to write or speak, 
the ideas start to flow because you don't have to make it perfect. It doesn't have to be good. You can just, you know, throw, you know, just like take a bunch of uh, paint and just throw it on the canvas and see what sticks. But that's how you do morning pages. I do morning pages first and that primes the pump for my channeling. So it's like, I get, what happened was I started doing morning pages just as a creativity tool. And then I started getting automatic writing. I'm like, Ooh. and not all of it is some of it's gobbledygook. Some of it's just sniveling. And, um, but, and I shred them at, at the end, unless there's something really important, I'll, I'll take notes of that. But, um, but that primes the pump and then I tune in. So yeah, the writing really, really helps open yeah, things up. If you're curious about the book, it's called The Artist's Way. And I know that Julia Cameron wrote another book that's about midlife. But from the reviews I've seen, most people still feel The Artist's Way. It's a classic. Your, your library is. will have it. It's just a great book where she actually takes you through a six-week program. So if you're feeling like, I lost my creativity. Well, first of all, you haven't lost it. Most often what I've seen with people is either um, they've covered it up with a lot of other things. Like I said, being busy, trying to please other people, not making the time and space for it. You haven't forgotten it. And you just need to like get it exercising like any muscle, like going to the gym. If you want to build your biceps, you pick up a weight, you build your biceps. If you are a creative being, we all are creative beings. I hear from people all the time. I'm not creative. Yes, you are. And you just have to find the way that works for you. So let's talk a little bit about um, feedback stories you've gotten from people who've used your products. Can you share, we got a couple of minutes, can you share one or two stories of people who have enjoyed your Sock Monkey Oracle uh, deck and other products? I, you know what? I just got an email today. I send my monthly newsletter out and I just got an email today. And so there people that you don't even know have purchased the deck say that she pulls a card every day and it's giving her guidance. And then I've also had feedback from people who've never used Oracle cards before, never experienced them. And they're just blown away by the accuracy and how much fun they're having with them. And you know what, that, that they make people feel good and give them guidance uh, doesn't get any better than that. Yeah. The, those are great. And if you want to purchase it, where, where can people get your deck? Uh, they can do it on Amazon or just go to sockmonkeyoracle.com and there are tons of options there. And what are some of your favorite monkeys in the deck? I like Climb Over and he's, um, this is a, this is what he looks like on the back. And I love him because he's smiling whether he's coming or going. And that's if you have a big obstacle, find another way around it. It's, you're not stuck. And so I like that. And I also like dance because this reminds people to play and to have uh, joy. So, you know, it's kind of like kids, it's hard to pick a favorite, but I have to admit, I do have a few. (laughs) And so what's next for you? What are you creating next? Well, you know what? I thought I was going to do another Oracle card deck, but more monkeys are coming out and more sock creatures. And I may be writing... I'm not May. I'm going to be writing some picture books there. Yeah. So I'm, I'm actually taking classes to develop that and, um, and I'm plunging into that. So it's kind of like the basketball thing. I, I, yep. Time to do time to switch. And are sock monkeys still available? Can people buy them? They are, you can, you can buy them. You can buy old vintage ones on eBay, but they are, yeah, if you Google them, there are a lot of really cool original monkey makers out there. And there are also some uh, mass produced ones out there that are great. Yeah. And the history of it, I think you talk a little bit about it in the book that comes to the deck. They, they date yes. back to what, uh, the, the, they, the 19th they became bo- uh, big in the, during the great depression is when they really got started. 
Yeah. When people didn't have money to buy yeah. dolls and they would have these socks with the red heels, I guess, yes. and toes and people created it. And we, we had one and they're amazing. So thank you, Shannon, so much for being on and sharing about your incredible deck. Again, it is the sock monkey oracle deck if you're watching on youtube or you or facebook it is so fun it's available on amazon i have it and i've been using it every day and sharing it a little bit on my instagram i have to get a little bit back into instagram with my diagnosis of taking a little bit of break we're going to take a little bit of a break and then when we come back we are going to be talking with best-selling author of how i found my superpowers in introduction to the spirit world she is known as a self-help slut and we'll get into that she is katherine branham and i am looking forward forward to having her share and helping us find our superpower. Catch you on the other side. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Midlife can be challenging. You may be sandwiched between growing kids and aging parents, dealing with menopause and trying to find work-life balance. Or maybe your life looks good on the outside, but inside you're feeling stressed and overwhelmed and wondering how to get your confidence and joy back. You need someone to help you get real, discover who you are, and navigate life. Hi, I'm Dr. Ellen, the Midlife Whisperer, and I'm here to help. I've worked with hundreds of midlife women, went from surviving to thriving at midlife myself, and literally wrote the book on this pivotal time period, Rock Your Midlife, Seven Steps to Transform Yourself and Make Your Next Chapter Your Best Chapter. Think of me as the one-stop shop for all your midlife needs. I'm a psychologist, nutritionist, and board-certified health and wellness coach with 30 years of experience empowering midlife women. I provide nutrition consults, life coaching, and free resources to help you transform your body, your mind, your career, and your relationships. Feeling stuck? I can help you figure out how to live authentically with joy, passion, and purpose. Every Wednesday here on Voice America, live from 2 to 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I share my passion for making the most of midlife and my expertise on the most pressing midlife issues from changing family relationships, managing stress, and securing enough resources to rediscovering yourself. I also interview experts from around the world to help you navigate your life. For more information, please visit my website, themidlifewhisperer.com, for fabulous resources, including my free gift, 10 Tips to Rock Your Midlife. That's themidlifewhisperer.com. Hope to see you there soon. Follow the Voice America Variety Channel on Twitter. Our hosts always have something to say, and we know that you do too. We tweet on today's hot topics, and you're welcome to follow us. Speak up and join in at Voice AM Variety. That's at Voice AM Variety. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Rock Your Midlife with Dr. Ellen, the Midlife Whisperer. Have a question for Dr. Ellen or her guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5788. That's 866-472-5788. Now, back to the show. 
Here again is Dr. Ellen, the Midlife Whisperer. Welcome back to Rock Your Midlife. Thank you again for being here. If you want to get in touch with me, just head on over to themidlifewhisperer.com. That's themidlifewhisperer.com. I have a free gift for you there. And you can also find my book, Rock Your Midlife, which I guarantee is going to help you make your next chapter your best chapter. And we are talking all about finding your superpowers and connecting with spirit. And our next guest is Catherine Branham. She is best-selling author of How I Found My Superpowers, an introduction to the spirit world and the workbook series, Self-Help Slut. Catherine is a free-flowing psychic medium, and she can tap into the spirit world with Without blinking an eye. She has incredible gifts that she learned along her spiritual journey. She explains that anyone can learn to find their own superpowers. And her superpowers include open channel, remote viewer, clairvoyant, clairaudient, clairsentient, energy healing, and medical intuitive. She grew up in Houston, Texas, and currently lives in the woodlands where she participates in animal rights and rescue. Her life mission is to help humanity return to their natural blueprint and awaken within. And you can find more about her at katherinebrownham.com. Welcome to Rock Your Midlife, Catherine. So great to have you here. Thank you so much, Dr. Ellen. I'm so excited to be with both of you, Shannon. I love Shannon's story with the monkeys and I love your stuff. Dr. Ellen, you are so amazing. You've really been a trendsetter with helping people to awaken more during their midlife you know, years and really able to freely express themselves. So well, thank you I, for that. Well, I, we were all in this together, right? And we were laughing off air that it was just going to be a powerful show. So before we launch into your story, I know that you've got some great questions for Shannon. Go ahead and ask her what you'd like. Yes. Well, one was about when she's channeling the information for her deck and for her books, is there ever an image of a monkey that comes up and she's laughing, such as that, the dancing monkey, I love that because I love tap dancing, but is there ever an image of a monkey that you, it just pops up and you're laughing, you know, from yeah. what your guide is showing you? Yeah, sometimes um, I'll be painting and I just start cracking up and, and my my husband's just used to it. You know, I'm in here by myself just laughing and, and sometimes it's so funny. I can't even tell, I can't even talk to him because I'm laughing so hard. It takes me a while to calm down and, and just do it. So it, sometimes that happens with the words that I'm writing and sometimes with, with the, with the text. So yeah, it does happen. And there are times too, when it hits another chord and it'll make me cry. It'll touch something, a nerve where, you know, it, it's yeah. <laughs> Yes, is the answer. <laughs> well, I can tell by the the paintings and you know, just holding up when she when Dr. Ellen held up the cards, it, they really invoke love and light. And I can Aww. really feel the passion and the creativity poured through it. So I'm really excited about purchasing a few of the decks for stocking stuffers and things. But I noticed you didn't mention where we could purchase the golf uh, club covers. Well, you know, that's because they they were uh, available for about 10 years and they've run their course. So I'm not sure that they're still available. If they are, you can check with daphnesheadcovers.com. Uh, but my contract ran out and they ran their, you know, they ran their course. And for, for a while, they were the uh, manufacturers top among their top selling head covers. They were and, and carried on tour by LPGA pros. You could probably find them used on, on eBay, but as far as new ones, uh, go to daphneseheadcovers.com and check with them. 
Sounds like it's time to, to get some new ones. Yes. All right. Yes. <laughs> time well, to re-up, right? Yes. Yeah. So I want to delve into your story, but I guess the first question, I'm so curious, where did the self-help slot? And you were the t- trademark for that. When I first saw that, I was like, you sent me a t-shirt, you sent me books, you sent me notepads. I was like, wow, what a great trademark. How did you come up with that? And what does that actually mean to you? Well, when, when I decided to write a spiritual book, a workbook series, I sat there and the number one thing was about releasing judgment, not just of self, but of others, because judgment, that big judgment block is what keeps many people from opening their gifts, opening their divine birthright of what they came into this world with and their ancient wisdom from all the lifetimes they've lived. They've got this big block of judgment. So when I sat there, I thought about my life and my mother had called me many names as a child and she called me a slut. Uh, I had been, I had walked to the kitchen to get a glass of water and I was wearing an oversized free t-shirt from the Ford dealership that my father brought home. And we were, we were given those shirts as sleep shirts. And so they, it came down to my knees. It covered everything. So it was probably an XL, you know, men's shirt. I walk to the sink and I get a glass of water and I hear spirits say, look up. And I look up and there's a man in the window and I scream. My mom runs in there and says, what's going on? And I couldn't get the words out because I was still in shock of seeing someone actually there. So I tell her there's a man standing, standing, at, standing out the window. She said, well, of course, look at you. You're dressed like a slut. Oh. I had no idea what the word meant. So when my father came to the house, he was down the street talking to a neighbor and she called him. He checked the perimeter of the house and he said, are you okay? And I said, dad, what does the word slut mean? And he said, where did you hear that word? And I said, mom called me that. And he said, don't, don't you ever, don't you say that word. I could tell he was upset. And by the way that she said it, I knew she meant it in a bad way, but I had no idea. It would be as if I were to tell you, Dr. Ellen, you're a horrible divorce attorney. And you would go, well, that's on brand because I'm not a divorce (laughs) attorney. So I'm sitting there going, you know, what's a slut along with all the other names. So I thought with this workbook, the best thing that I could title it would be self-help slut. And when it came (laughs) out to, to for the title, I was in a writing class And the mic went off a little bit and this guy was talking and somebody said, "Uh, it sounded like you said self-help. I said, that's what I thought I heard. I sat there afterwards and I heard spirit say, this is what you're going to call the workbook because it's about releasing judgment. And so that's why we got the cheeky image on the cover Uh of the girl. Yeah. And, you know, it's about cleaning your slate of other people's shit. And it's about letting go of that judgment that we've taken on growing up because many people grew up in families where there were certain very rigid beliefs, either in religion or just in the culture. And they were impressed upon us. And when we're children, the filters of our chakras are very open to receiving information without question. You know, you, you just accept it with no question. It's almost like it's because I said so. And I never, I never liked that answer. And so in all of my teachings, uh, in all the books uh, that I've written, I write exactly why I know, because I never want to be the person, oh, one day I just woke up and this is the information, because 
I don't buy that bullshit. And I don't want other people to. There's always something that occurs that teaches you one way or another. And so I make it very apparent in all my writings exactly what occurred in the steps. So if we can release the judgment of ourself, we're, we are so much closer to awakening than ever before. And the word psychic and intuit uh, will one day be a, a term of the past because everybody's gifts will be awakened. And that's what humanity is going through. It's going through a polishing process. So the things that people do that, you know, wear the title of psychic or intuit or channeler, these are going to be things that humanity will recognize as their core gifts once they begin to let go of some of these archaic beliefs that have plagued humanity. Yeah, powerful stuff, you know, just thinking about how particularly the the patriarchy has made everything very 3D and about consumerism and materialism and how we are moving into this Aquarian age where you're right, every, you know, more and more people are channeling and connecting with their, their spirit and their souls and doing the kind of work that you guys are doing to, yeah. to wake humanity up. So when did you first experience your own psychic medium gifts and how did you know when you were seeing things that other people people couldn't see them because you said like the man that you saw in the window right and you talk about this a lot in your book that you were seeing spirits um when did that start happening well the man in the window was actually a peeping tom he was a oh, okay human person yeah okay and that's what i explained in my book how i found my superpowers but the uh the spirits that i had been seeing as a child i didn't know they were spirits i didn't know what they were i just accepted them as what i was seeing when I first realized I was seeing things that no one else was seeing was at a dance recital. I was backstage. I had already done my routine. I was backstage and we were lining up to get our trophies. And there was a lot of commotion. And somehow one of the tiny tots girls had wandered out the back door and someone said, I think I saw her get into a car. And it was a very busy road in Houston. The grandmother began getting hysterical, screaming, you know, and she was nearby. So I saw her begin to fall back and I tried to put my arms out to catch her and I couldn't break her fall. She ends up falling on me and I was very hysterical. And mom said, you know, clean yourself up. Don't cry. Your dad's out there. He's recording. I don't want you looking like you've been crying, you know, get yourself together. So I, I looked up at the grandmother and I saw her spirit leave her body. And I said, mom, that woman just left her body. She's She's gone to the other side. And she said, no, she has not. They're, they Look, an ambulance is here now for, they're putting her on a stretcher. She's gonna be fine. You don't worry about her, you know, that kind of thing. I, and at that moment I realized nobody else had seen that spirit leave the body. Everybody was focused on her getting on the stretcher you know, and keeping her body going. And that was it. So a few weeks later, I had gone back to dance class and I asked the dance teacher what happened to the woman who fell behind the counter. She did behind the stage. And she said, uh, well, you know, she had a lot of health issues. So I knew then, you know, my assessment was right. She had left her body. And so when I would see family members and I would begin to see people gather around them. I knew those people gathering around them were coming to take them to the other side, were getting ready to take them. 
And so as I got older, I would, I would recognize this and I would tell mom, you know, maybe we should go visit aunt Helen because she's going to be leaving tomorrow or the next day. People have already come to collect her and she'd say, Oh no, no. Well, then aunt Helen would die. And mom said, wait a minute, you know, you're making these things happen. Mm. I said, no, mom, there's people that come from another place and they take, take them across. And then we don't see them anymore here. And mom couldn't wrap her mind around that concept. So she really believed, you know, I was something of the devil to be able to see this. And uh, she went, she went to as far as abusing me because of things that I would share with her. And how so, old were you at the time? I was, uh, I was seven, uh, but between seven and nine. Uh, but before seven, I was abused every day. So I'm I, so sorry. I don't know. Uh, I think before age seven, I can't remember a day I wasn't abused unless I was with my grandmother, uh, my dad's father, uh, my dad's uh, mom. But I was with her. I that was a safe day for me. But before that, I I was sort of always uh, in trouble, being a little different, being a weird kid. Well, it's amazing mm-hmm. that you kept it alive, though. I think so often when we're kids and we want to fit in and we want to protect ourselves that we, I know that was my my case of just turning those kinds of things off so that I could fit in instead mm-hmm. of just, you know, amplifying them. So, and fast forward, how right. do you work with the entities on the other side now and like spirit guides and angels and archangels and like me? So how do you work with them? And if for people who are listening who really want to start getting in touch with their guides, how do you get in touch with them? Well, one, I suggest grounding. It's the number one thing. So when people say, what's the one thing that I can do to awaken? I say grounding. And many people will say, oh, that's too simple. Come on. I need you to tell me something. You know, do I hold the feather? Do I jump on one foot? Do I? And I will tell them grounding. The, you, you sit in silence because when you pray, you speak to spirit. But when you sit and listen to your inner connection, you are connected to spirit. All of us are connected to the divine. And so whenever I hear people who are claiming to be spiritual or psychic and they act like, you know, one day they were struck by lightning and they awakened and they're this magical being, that simply isn't true. All of us are divine, are connected to the divine. All of us have that inner antenna. But when we silence, everything that's going on, all the distractions. And we just sit in a chair. You don't have to sit Indian style. You don't have to light candles. You can. But as long as you sit with your feet flat to the ground, wherever you are, and you just go inward, focus on your breathing and listen to nothing, you're opening that channel. And many people don't realize it. So when I have people come to the house and I've had a session with them, I've had a few of them say, may I look in your pantry? I want to know what you're eating. Can I see where you sleep? What are you doing that's different? I teach everything that I do. So there's no secrets. You know, in every video that I've ever posted, I I show them exactly what I do. I'll show videos of what I eat. Uh, I am vegan. I love fruits and vegetables. But most importantly, connecting to the earth and connecting to that open channel that we all possess is the number one thing that keeps me continuing to want to radiate that light and want others to radiate that light that's within them. 
Yeah, it's interesting that we need almost, you know, that grounding cord before we can reach up. We need to like put our roots in the earth. And also grounding is such a powerful thing to do just when you're feeling spacey or you, you know, you're dealing with difficult emotions and there's so many techniques you can do. My favorite thing to do is spending time in nature, taking my, my shoes off, my socks off and just walking barefoot on the earth, you know, getting in touch with um, the trees and the birds and nature. Something I do every morning after I do my kind of morning meditation and writing, I just walk around my property and I am blessed to live on 10 acres and I know the birds and the plants and just mm. checking on our garden and everything that's growing. And of course, diet, people don't realize that there's a real spiritual connection. If you are eating a lot of animal products and especially animals that are conventionally um, grown with a lot of antibiotics in, in uncomfortable uh, situations where there's a lot of suffering. If you're eating a lot of processed food, you're not going to be grounded. So there's a lot of, if you want to connect more with your spirit, eat more of a whole food plant-based diet. It doesn't mean that you need to give up animal products completely. It's you can, if you choose to do so. And the same thing with, you know, what are the toxins in your environment? Are you using a lot of beauty products with a lot of chemicals in them? So the more we ground ourselves and it's layer upon layer of things, the water that you drink, the thoughts that you keep. But I think, you know, as uh, Catherine is saying, it's just, Sitting in silence, you know, even for five, 10 minutes a day can have a huge impact on both feeling grounded and centered and balanced yourself, as well as if you want to start getting in more touch with your own soul and your own spirits and guides. So that's wonderful. And I know in your book, the starting with the clean slate, you give people lots and lots of um, step-by-step instructions on how to do that. Um, so what what's unique about you? What unique gifts um, do you bring versus other psychic mediums? And there's a lot of people out there and I love that you put, I was watching, I love your TikTok as well. I was looking at your Thank TikTok you. and you're like, and same thing with me, if anybody contacts you saying it's Catherine or saying it's me, or even, you know, I don't, Shannon, you've got that kind of following. I mean, I don't do readings as part of my work, but there are so many nasty people out there who are ripping people off by saying, you know, I'm, I'm blank by impersonating us. Right. And then right. offering readings. We do not offer readings on social media. We offer what we offer for free as information, but what makes you unique compared to other um, psychic mediums that are out there? I read conception to death. And so when I am with someone or even when someone calls uh, and they're asking, all they need to give me is the first name or the first name that they go by. And then I connect with their guides and angels and I see exactly the circumstances behind what, what was going on when they were conceived so the two people present, the mindset of both, and then I will see chunks of their life and I'll see how they pass. So whenever I'm in a session with someone, uh, what even if it seems like it's a suggestion, I will say, this is something that you would probably want to do, or this is something you want to avoid to help in guiding them for, you know, for down the road. But I, I got my start really doing medical intuition readings for medical staff, doctors, and nurses. And they would also send people over to me that would refuse to do the tests that they wanted to do. Some people won't get in the MRI machine. Uh, so I would scan them and write up what I see, scan them with my eyes, uh, write up what I see. And then the doctor would say, look, you won't do these six tests, but can you just do this one test? And the, you know, usually we could get them to do that one test and get them in but most of the time people were really surprised by what I'd see and they'd go ahead and do 
what the doctor would. They wouldn't trust that. But then someone that doesn't have their medical background, but can see some of the things that they've experienced, uh, they were very intrigued. But uh, on the back to the grounding part, I want people to know that are listening. Grounding, you don't have to be outside to do this. I've helped people in grounding that were in prison, you know, six stories up or in rehab that were not allowed to walk outside. So grounding can be done from anywhere. Your body is such an amazing instrument to connect to the earth. You can do it on any floor, even in a cement room. Right. Just putting your feet on the earth. And, yes. you know, I like to visualize actually a grounding cord. So actually visualizing yes. a cord that's coming through the base of your spine, um, all the way, like the tailbone, all the way down to the center of the earth, even imagining like you had a, a ball of yarn and even like imagining that maybe you're on a tree trunk, right. And the ball of yarn is kind of going into the earth and it, it really does make a difference. The visualization piece I think is huge too. I was, um, something I do a lot if I'm having a conversation with somebody and it's problematic, even just visualizing like a rose or a flower between you and that other person, but there's so much you can do with visualization in terms of, amplifying your psychic abilities and just, you know, living a more balanced, centered, uh, happier life. Correct. So do you have other, besides the grounding, do you have other suggestions for people to tap into their abilities or even practice spirituality? One is self-love, letting go of that judgment. And that means pushing away every word that might've been spoken to you or Firing that voice that's in your head that tells you you're too old to do something or, you know, you've you're not educated enough to do something. Fire that voice and really put yourself out there. It doesn't matter how old you are. If there's a certain dress you want to wear, if you want to learn to hula hoop, if you want to learn to dance, do it. You're never too old and you're as old as you feel. So if you're feeling like, hey, I want to go brush my doll's hair, arrange them a different way, go do it. And it's the same for your gifts. You're never too old to awaken. Oh, I've that's had beautiful that advice. Were 80 and 90 years old and they were phenomenal. Yeah. Whatever age you are, you've got the rest of your life ahead of you. So we only have about two minutes, but Shannon, I'm wondering if you have a quick question for Catherine. I do. Um, you're completely inspiring. How do you prevent sensory overload from all of your experiences and all the input that you got? Or how would you guide us to do that? I would say grounding and also disconnecting from the 3D stuff. So periodically you may have to say, I'm not going to watch shows that provide commercials because those commercials will begin to make you think, oh, is this wrong with me? Is this wrong with me? There's so much that's given to you in, in commercials and even being on the news or the media, there's so much. So periodically I would say, take that vacation. And just know that every pretty face out there that has, you know, a post on Instagram, just like Dr. Ellen was saying, there's a story behind them. None mm -hmm. of us are perfect. We're, we all have something that we're doing. We are humans having the spiritual experience. And it is for us to raise our frequency and to achieve all that we came here to achieve in this mission. And I'm grateful to be here on Dr. Ellen's show. And I'm so grateful to have met you, Shannon, and your beautiful work. And I love that answer. Thank and I should say, um, turn off the electronic media, turn off your, get away from your screens. I think that that can just 
get so incredibly toxic and take care of your body. As I think you alluded to this whole grounding, we are sensory beings. We have polarity. The more you eat healthy foods, move your body, do body mind practices like yoga, the more uh, you'll be able to deal with that overload and do one thing at a time. I know we think we can multitask, but we can't. So we uh, have a few moments left. I'm um, Shannon. Again, where can people find you and your amazing Sock Monkey Oracle deck? You can go to SockMonkeyOracle.com. And gosh, it's been great to be with you too. Awesome. And Catherine, what's the best way if people want to have a reading from you or find your books? How can they find you? They can book at PsychicCatherineBranham.com. And if they want the books, they can go to anywhere, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, also Google Play. So if you don't want to hold the book, you just want to listen while you drive, Google Play has everything there. And I have um, a book coming out that's a, it is, it was murder. And it's all about the sessions I've done where someone's come in and asked to see a loved one. And the loved one told me that they were murdered and told me exactly wow. how to find the person that did it. And that's out wow. October. Awesome. Well, I will look forward to reading that. I so appreciate both of you being here. Thank you so much for listening. I would love to know what you think about the show, the guests you'd like to hear. If you want to connect with me, it's just the midlifewhisperer.com. That's the midlifewhisperer.com. Shannon, Catherine, thank you both again. I know that people will be looking for your books and your products and loving following you and getting more of your wisdom. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Rock Your Midlife. We hope this episode has helped you get real, discover who you are, and get the tools to navigate your life. Until we talk again, have a fantastic week and go rock your midlife.